us on Twitter at OMF on WEEI. Back here on the Friday edition of OMF, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs begin tomorrow night in Washington for the Bruins as they'll take on the Capitals in the first round of the playoffs. And we're happy to welcome back one of our good old buddies, Pierre McGuire from NBC Sports on the Harbor One Hotline. Hello, Pierre. It's been so long. Gentlemen, it's been a while. You guys have been following a lot of football probably and a lot of basketball and a lot of baseball and not a lot of hockey. But now the Bruins are hot, so you want to do some hockey. Fire, baby. They're on fire. Pierre, Pierre. we've been covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even cover our own sports in our own town. So give us, a, give us a rundown of this series and how different you think the Bruins are after the trading deadline. Because a lot of times we've talked about the Bruins not acquiring that extra piece. And yet they got three additional pieces here in the trading deadline that might be significant. Well, there's no question about it. I just did the Bruins game the other night with the New York Rangers. And also, you know, I'm watching with the Islanders. And the thing is about the Bruins that is pretty overwhelming. Um, you, you watch the difference in David Krejci after Taylor Hall comes in. You see the depth that Curtis Lazar provides. Um, this is a team that obviously is really stoked and ready to go. They've got arguably one of the best lines in the National Hockey League with Marshan Berger on Pasternak. But now you see that supplemental offense coming from Smith and, and from Hall and from Krejci. And now you got a team that's a really difficult matchup team. You know, and you've got role players like Wagner, who's really good. At, I don't know how healthy Charlie Coyle is, but once he comes back and you're deep in goal, I mean, you got to give the Bruins scouting staff a lot of credit. I have Tuka Rask been there a long time, but Jeremy Swayman's a real deal. This kid's good. I mean, so the Bruins are, are really set to have a good long run. I think the thing that changes for Washington is the Chara factor. Uh, he knows a lot about the Bruins, so it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of intel he can share with Peter Laviolette that maybe gives them a little bit more of a foot up in the series. But the one thing that's very suspect in Washington, and the guys had good years, but they're very inexperienced in goal when it comes to playoff hockey, and that's going to be the thing to watch if the Bruins can get to the Washington goaltenders early. Yeah, Pierre, you know, I look at the Bruins team, and I, I agree. I, I think it's a reminder. Uh, they look a lot like the teams that, that have gone to the Stanley Cup, but that Washington team, that's what I wanted to ask you. What, Where are they health-wise, right? Because there's a lot of questions. Oshie came out of that game the other night. Ovechkin's only, I think he's missed seven in the last couple of weeks. they got some guys banged mm-hmm. up. There's no question about it, Lou. And when you really look at it, uh, I think they're a team that really likes to play fast. Uh, that's what Peter Laviolette's always been about, and so that's a positive thing for them. But if they don't have all hands on deck, it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to play that style. So the one thing I would say for the Bruins, and it's really important, you can't get messing around you know, with Tommy Wilson. If Tommy Wilson comes in and starts to dictate the terms physically and gets you off your game, then you're going to have a problem because that's playing into their hands. But they're a fast team. They play uh, super skill through the neutral zone. Uh, they'll attack you on the power play. Their power play is still one of the best in the league. And so they're, they're not an easy challenge for anybody, and they're big. And they've got a line that can do some physical damage with Garnet Hathaway and Carl Hagelin and uh, Nick Dow. That line is fantastic as a depth line, one of the best depth lines in the National Hockey League. Pierre, what, what is the, who's going to be the starting goalie for the Capitals? If, if I were going to bet, Christian, I'd probably say uh, Vitek Vanacek. Uh, and if not, then it'll be Ilya Samsonov. It will not be Craig Anderson. So I got to think it'll be Vitek Vanek. Yeah, he'd be your third option, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, Braden Holtby's out in Vancouver right now, and he didn't make the playoffs. But, again, I can say this about Vanacek. He had a tremendous year. He really did. He had over 20 wins this year. Um, and, and I thought very reasonably uh, was a big star for them. Um, the thing that you, it'll be interesting to see how his catching glove works against the Bruins because he, he doesn't do great with elevated pucks, so that's something to watch for with him. But I can tell you he had a really good year. He just He's never played a playoff game, so you don't know what he's going to give you. Pierre, you brought up uh, Jeremy Swayman, and uh, I love him. The kid has shown an awful lot in the short time that he's been up here, and you know the history of the NHL. We see this. Goaltenders, rookies, come up late in the season, and then they get on a roll in the playoffs, and they can lead teams to Stanley Cup championships. Does this give you a lot more? And I'm not saying anything negative about Tuka Rask, but there have been some issues in the past, last year in the bubble, and he had the, the flu and missed a game a couple years ago. Does this give a little bit more insurance right Right now to the Bruins if something happens to rest. 100%. And it's not just him. It's also Yarrow Halak. I mean, the Bruins have done a real good job stockpiling goaltenders. Swayman is a great example. I mean, he's not a lot of goalies in hockey can be player of the year. He was player of the year last year. And, you know, to do that and beat out Spencer Knight, who's a star player now with the Florida Panthers, is pretty amazing when you think about it. So, no, they're in a pretty good position in Boston in terms of the goaltending going long-term. It's really exciting, actually, to watch the goaltending evolve there in Boston. You know, Pierre, you mentioned uh, Taylor Hall, and, and I agree. It's like, you know, finally they got somebody with Krejci. It was like he traded for Krejci as well, you know, and it's like the old school, you know, and they had Horton and, and everybody else, uh, Luch and everybody with him. So, and, and I know it's probably getting ahead of ourselves, but a guy like Taylor Hall coming here to Boston, if they do make a deep run, it's almost like I was saying how I thought they were both tied together, right? Krejci, you want to come back? Well, you bring in Taylor. Taylor, you want to come back? You bring in Krejci? So are these two guys kind of you know, part of the future moving forward here for the Bruins? I would think so. Again, I think a lot of it depends on how Taylor does. Now, he's only played 14 playoff games in his career, and I know the points look gaudy. I think he's got 12 and 14 playoff games. But I can tell you, last year it was not very good um, for him and the Arizona Coyotes in the bubble in Edmonton. I did every one of their games. And Taylor was not very good. Um, there was just a lack of compete in his game. I haven't seen that since he's come to the Bruins because I can tell you there was a lack of compete in his game in Buffalo too. Uh, but he's come to Boston, and this guy's just been invigorated, and it's really fun to watch because I do know he's a good person. I do know that he cares. Uh, so to see the fact that he can get up and deliver would be good. But you know what, Lou, I think you're spot on. I, mean, I think whatever happens with Krejci, uh, probably the same thing happens with Taylor Hall. Pierre, you know, you're looking at all the divisions. You look at the, the East Division, which would be your Mass Mutual East Division. Um, you're looking at all four teams that made the playoff. They all had uh, scored more 70 or more points, and they all had 30 or more wins. And that's. Uh, do you think that based on that, how good all the teams are, do you think that the Cup champion, do you think they, it comes out of the East? No. Uh, I think the East has a legitimate chance to get to the Stanley Cup final. But I'd say most of the powers between Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota. That Minnesota's way undervalued. Vegas, um, you know, the best defensive team in the league. And Colorado just won the President's Trophy last night. They're going to play probably in the second round unless Minnesota pulls a major upset or St. Louis pulls a major upset. Um, but I, I would just say this, Christian, the thing about the East, it's, it's very balanced. It's going to be amazingly competitive. Um, and I think both series, Pittsburgh and Islanders and Washington and Boston, will be long, hard-fought series, both of them. So let me ask you about that, because all we've seen is our own division. We saw nothing of Buffalo yeah. early, then we saw him at the end. The Bruins had trouble with, uh, maybe it was Barry Trotz with the Islanders early on. They kind of figured them out. How do you look and figure out what your team is going to be like 
when they get outside your division. And since you haven't seen those teams during the course of the season, is that going to present a problem? Well, this is where pro scouts really earn their money. And I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the pro scouts, but I, I did that job um, for a Stanley Cup winning team. And I'm going to tell you, you spend a lot of time on the road. You spend a lot of time in bad hotels. You spend a lot of time sitting in coach in the middle seat. And you spend a lot of time watching everything. And if you don't get it figured out, um, your team's not going to win. The pro scouts have to be worth their money this year. And if they're not, your team's not going to have an advantage. And I mean that. It's This is the first time we've ever really gone through this. Um, and so we'll see how the pro scouts react. But it, I, I would tell you one thing. There's a story there. Whomever wins the Stanley Cup this year, I, I will assure you that their pro, pro scouting staff did outstanding work. I mean that. So tell me about the center, too, because hopefully the Bruins go up against them, right? I mean, everybody kind of, we know Tampa around here, Carolina, Florida, seems kind of top-heavy, but is Carolina the best team in that division? Uh, I would say yes, and the reason why I'd say yes is because of their transition game. But the thing that's scary is I, I don't know who's going to win the Florida-Tampa series, but I would tell you this, um, that will be mean, that will be old school, that will be barbaric, and whomever gets out of that probably won't have a lot of juice left in the tank to play Carolina if Carolina gets by Nashville, which they should. The real story in Nashville has been outstanding coaching from Johnny Himes, who's a BU product, um, and, and the goaltending from uh, UC Saros. Uh, that, that's the story in Nashville, because if they don't have the coaching and they don't have the goaltending, they don't make the playoffs, Dallas does. But that Florida-Tampa team is going to be amazing. And then whomever wins that, I don't know if they'll have enough gas left in the tank to play Carolina. So, Pierre, how much of the uh, philosophy – uh, do you think the Caps are going to bring as far as just you know taking that game to the gutter, just fighting and scrapping, and you know just bringing that type of mentality? Like how much of that do you think plays into their philosophy going against the Bruins? I don't think a lot, to be honest. I mean, Tommy Wilson likes to run around. They've got some guys, you know, on the back end that'll lean on you a little bit. But I, I've done a lot of Capitals games over time, and, and I don't find them to be one of those teams that's going to go out there and try to maul you. I did talk about their fourth line, Christian, and I think it's really important. Darnell Hagelin's not a real physical guy. Garnet Hathaway is and Nick Dowd is. But those guys really play with a purpose. So if you want to call that rolling around in the mud, I guess you can. But most of their guys are, are super skilled and really fast, and they're not shy. They're not shy, but they're not a dirty team. I, I don't find the Capitals to be a dirty team. The one thing I would say, though, is that uh, – you better have an answer for their depth line because that depth line is really good. I'm telling you right now, they, they make a mess on the forecheck. They can punish your defense. Pierre, the one thing that always concerns me about the Capitals is their power play, especially with Ovechkin uh-huh. just settling in that left circle and then he fires away <laughs> and, and you're screwed. First of all, is he healthy enough to do that? And is that an issue for the Bruins because their kill is pretty good? Yeah, there's no question about it. And they're one of the only teams in the league where the quarterback of the power play doesn't play on the blue line. He plays on the hash mark across the X. And it's Nick Backstrom from Ovechkin. And if you're not ready for that and the way he can set it up, then you're going to have a problem. Um, And now they've stolen a little bit of the playbook of the Bruins by playing T.J. Oshie in the bumper position where Bergeron plays both of them right-hand shots. And that creates some problems too but uh, I don't know whether Alex is 100% healthy or not you know obviously it was disturbing when he only played about a minute and a bit uh, in the last game that he played and then he came out of the game so I I just don't know and you know injuries are closely guarded secrets at this time of year nobody's telling anybody anything if they are they're probably sending out disinformation. Pierre I don't know if you're aware of this or not but uh, Matt Grizzlick and Charlie McAvoy both played at BU. Um, yes, 
<laughs> yes, I, no, I don't know. You can tell me where they were born and where they played everywhere else. No, I just, I, I just want to. These two guys are they underappreciated? Like the pairing yes, that they 100%. are right now. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm a huge Manny Grizzly <laughs> fan, and I've known, you know, I, I know him really well. My son, as you know, went to Belmont Hill, and, and Maddie went there, and I've uh, known John the father forever when I was coaching in the league, and he was running the, the pole gang down at the Boston Garden, the old garden. So, know the family well. Really have a ton of respect. Maddie's done a phenomenal job. He earned that contract extension that he got last year, and. Um, it was really a smart move by Donnie Sweeney. And, and for Charlie, Charlie's just scratching the surface. Charlie McAvoy's going to be a Norris Trophy type of defenseman for the Bruins for years and years to come. He's an outstanding player. I want to ask you a personal question because you know we love you dearly. Um, the, yeah. games, the games are no longer going to be on NBC at the end of this year. They're going to ESPN and TNT. What does that mean for the future of Pierre Maguire? No idea. Right now I've got two months of playoffs to go through, and I'm working my tail off getting ready for two months of playoffs to start on Sunday out in Vegas. And uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, I've you know, been in discussions with different people, so we'll see what happens down the road. Because right. there, there are some outlets that will be doing the game, well, so there, we, we know that. Yeah, the, the other thing we were going to ask you is uh, just the overall atmosphere at games as far as – uh, each city, each state having a different set of rules, regulations. I mean, what have you? What, what has it been like for you? You know, going around, you know, covering all these games. What a great question, Christian. Um, when I go to Vegas, the energy is palpable. It's awesome. It's just like when the building's full. Uh, in Pittsburgh, the other day, the same kind of thing it was really exciting. The fans were really into into it. Um, some, you know, at the beginning in Edmonton last summer it was tough. I can tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, there was nobody in the building, and it was really hard. Uh, after about three or four weeks of that, you know, I was there for nine and a half weeks. That was tough. That was really tough. So now that we're getting fans back, I think it makes a difference. They told me the last time I was in Vegas, which was 10 days ago, that there would be, uh, they were hoping they could have 100% capacity by June the 1st if they're still playing. If that's the case, that makes a big difference. And I know in Nashville, I talked to Johnny Hines. They're probably looking at having 12 to 13,000 in the building, and they had 10 the other night. He said it was unbelievable. It really put them over the top. So <laughs> it makes a difference when they're Do you hear anything there. about no uh, Boston? Do you hear anything about uh, I have not. I have not. Yeah, we, we don't we don't hear a lot of good things about <laughs> You might get about four people there next Wednesday. Listen, we want to wish you uh, the best of luck going forward, and I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to talk with you again wherever you land. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, Barry Melrose is finally out of jail. Uh, he's been there for how many years over at ESPN? What do they give him, about a minute and a half every day? Maybe. During, and that's during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. You know? Well, if, the ho- I can tell you one thing. Both the companies that bought the hockey rates away from NBC, they know how valuable the property is. That's why they spent so much money on it. It's um, it's a fantastic property. It's a great game. The league's never been better. And uh, you know what? I'm just excited for the playoffs. I really am. I think these playoffs are going to be off the charts. I really do. Listen, enjoy. Yep. We'll, t- we'll, talk time. To you. we'll talk to you down the road. Anytime, Thanks, Pierre. Anytime for, you, anytime for you guys. Take care, Glenn. See you Ooh, later, Lou. Anytime, you said. Appreciate it, Pierre. You, you got it, buddy. See you later. Pierre McGuire right here on the Harbor One Hotline.